Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Today, I'm going to do a podcast on my rules for life. Um, It's kind of a funny topic. It sounds like a funny topic to some people, but uh, some of you might be familiar with the book, 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. Um, I have listened to the audiobook, and actually Travis, uh, co-host of the podcast, got me a gift and it's like a, a summary of it. So I have dug it through it. And although I do agree with it, I look at the rules of life in a different manner. Like most things, I look at it in an in individualized manner, a quote unquote tailored <laughs> manner, you could say. And, uh, and I actually did a post about this. Like I, I truly believe in having a tailored lifestyle. Part of the reason why I love the name tailored coaching method is not only because training and nutrition need to be tailored, but I, I believe that your lifestyle needs to be tailored. I believe that you should live a life that you want to live. I believe that you should live a life by your design. And if we're living a life by design, we are living a tailored life, quite literally. Um, and part of that means you have rules of life. And I think I I originally heard of this or got this idea, this notion that we should create these rules to live by um, from two different people. And it was in two different realms. And the first one was from the Wake Up Warrior movement, which um, I have spoken about quite a few times. uh, And they were the first ones to really teach me about living by a code, I guess you could say. And I even got it tattooed on my wrist uh, in a way that only I can read it. So if you if you look at my wrist, it's actually facing me so I can read it every day. And, and if I showed somebody, it'd be upside down. But the reason I did that is because I wanted to look at my hand every single day and see live the code. Because I know what my moral code is in life. I know what my ethical code is. I know what my health code is. I know what my business mission and code is. I know what my human code is as an individual. And I want to stand by that and live by that. And for them, that code is a sequence of habits that you form and build and cater to yourself and practice every single day. So it is meditation. It is journaling. It is training. It is fueling your body properly. It is appreciation to your spouse. It is discovering and declaring. So so thinking of something or learning something, studying something in business, and then declaring it, helping somebody, giving somebody, serving somebody. Um, so they have this code and, and, and it changed my life because it gave my life meaning and structure. It, it gave my life structure so that I could find meaning is a better way to look at it. And uh, But then I also heard it from another individual, Craig Ballantyne, who is a, I don't even know what you would call him, a motivational guru, a self-help coach, a business coach, and an extent a life coach. So he does a lot of different things, and he's somebody that I've always kind of read his content, watched his content, seen his content, and I have also gone to his events, and I've seen him speak live, and I've, I've been around him while he was speaking, and 
he talks about having rules of life. And his rules of life are very, very specific to you. So these wake up warrior ones I just described, like meditation is a, is a general principle that the masses can follow. That is something that we all can buy into, we all can use, and we all should implement into our lifestyle to manage stress. But these rules that Craig Palantine set are, are literally just the way he functions, the way he lives, the way he wants to go about his day. And I took that as a way of me knowing what I know about this code I live by and then altering it or tailoring it to the way I want to live, to the person I want to be um, and how I'm going to be that person. And I'll be the first to admit that some of these things have fallen off for me uh, over the years. You know, I think anytime you have a set routine or you have a good idea of how you should live this code or whatever we want to call it, I think it, you can get complacent. You know, there there comes a point where you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And if you're not getting shattering results, you can almost get complacent or bored or tired of it. Like you just stop and you don't realize it until it's too late and shit hits the fan. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you first implement some of these rules, and, and this is like the last thing I will kind of provide as context before I dive into my rules, um, which will hopefully not not be your rules to copy and just use, but kind of guidelines of, of how I think life should be lived and maybe a, a spark to ignite the flame in your brain to decide what your rules of life should be, what the code of ethics that you want to live by should be. But uh, as you're doing these things, when you implement these things, when you set rules that are designed to help you become the person you want to become, what you will notice is a radical shift in your results. Like immediately, you are going to become a more positive person. You're going to become a more optimistic person. You're going to have more self-belief, less self-doubt. You're going to have more confidence. You are going to be more energetic. Like these things just happen. It, it's, it's almost this overwhelming feeling. But as you live your life at this potential, at this level, at this high essentially, you are going to get complacent because it's not going to feel different, right? Like at the beginning, it's a radical change. So when you make these changes, it's like, holy shit, this is amazing. I feel like a different human being. But six months later, you're, you're, you're still that new human being. So it feels like you're the same. So now you're going through these, these habits and you kind of think like, man, these habits aren't really changing who I am anymore. And I don't think I need them. Like I built these habits. I don't need them anymore. And I, I would stand here and have you consider that you do need them in order to maintain the person you have become. Because the second you stop doing these things, you stop living by this code, what you are going to see is that you're going to fall off. You're going to see that you are not getting promoted at work. You're falling off your routine with your training and nutrition. You and your wife are fighting or your husband or whatever it may be. You are having more self-doubt. You are sleeping in and hitting snooze more. All these things kind of start to sell in and, and you get to this point where you are down, you are almost depressed. You are moody. You are unmotivated. You are not chasing the success that you used to chase. You are not living up to the potential that you know you have and what you have created. And I've been there, and that's why I'm saying this. But you stop, and you audit, and you go, what am I not doing? What has changed that stopped me from being who I was being and who I was being changed to, like who I was becoming? What did I stop doing? And their answer is you stop doing the simple fucking habits that you need to do every single day to show up at your greatest self, period. There's been so many times where I've looked at my life and been like, man, why, why do I feel this way? Why am I unmotivated? Why am I not chasing after results or success like I once was? Why am I not the positive, optimistic person that I usually am? 
What's going on right now? Why am I in this funk? And it's happened way more often than you would probably realize. And I stop and I have to go, let me audit my day. Fuck, I haven't meditated in weeks. Well, I stopped journaling. I half-assed the process now. I didn't set 90-day outcomes, so I don't have a clear target of where I want to head. Like, and I start going through things. I haven't told Shannon that I love and appreciate her on a, on a sticky note in weeks. What the fuck? I, I'm not living by my code. I am not living up to, to the rules I have for life. And when I do make those small shifts of what I already know how to do, which makes this all so much fucking easier because I can just go, hey, I just need to get back to doing what I know I know how to do, <laughs> what I can do, what I've done in the past. And you do those little things one by one, and all of a sudden, you're back to being that person. You're back to your greatest potential. You're motivated. You're positive. You're energetic. You're getting better sleep. You're not so stressed out. You don't have self-doubt creeping in all the time. And it's like, what the hell? And this is another radical change. But see, you already had this radical change before. The difference now is that you stopped doing these simple habits that you set as rules for life, and it changed the way you lived your life. So until you get back in line with the rules that you have set for your life, then you will never become that person again. So I wanted to provide that context because I don't want you guys to set some rules, do them for a few months, and then get complacent and be like, man, I I really built these habits. Now I don't need them. I don't need them, right? It's like saying like, you know, I, 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 I followed a training program to build a bunch of muscle, but now I have the muscle, so I don't, I don't need to train anymore. I'll just chill and I'll just be jacked. And <laughs> it's not the case. You need to train the muscles to maintain the muscles, right? And the same exact thing happens with your mindset, with your success, with your relationships, anything you create success with. You have to continually do the work in order to maintain it. Now, you might not have to do as hard of work or uh, work that makes you feel uncomfortable because you're more used to it, right? Like when you first, like, like I'm thinking of my first date with Shannon, I was nervous as hell, right? Like I, we had not met each other in person. It was somewhat of a blind date. We had friends of friends. We met online. It was like, let's, let's, I asked her out on a date, obviously, which was easy to do through text, you know? And as I was driving to her house, I literally sweated through my shirt and I'm not a person that gets nervous, which is crazy. Like I'll speak in front of 150 people. Cool. But for some reason I'm driving up this hill to get to her house and I literally, thank God I brought another shirt. I sweated through my shirt, had to change my shirt before I picked her up. Like I I pulled up in the uh, parking lot of her apartments before I got her and like changed my shirt and then I pulled up to her apartment. She got in the car and I was nervous as hell. I had to make the best moves possible on that first date, right? I had to look my best. I had to act my best. I had to be as polite as possible. I had to be smart. I had to share the right things and not share the wrong things, which she made really hard because she asked me some very difficult questions right out the gate because that's just who Shannon is. But my point being is I don't have to think that hard in order to maintain my relationship with her anymore. Where we've been married, we have a kid, we've lived together for years. I know her better than anybody in my life. And she knows me better than anybody knows me in my life. So it's a lot easier. It doesn't mean I don't need to do the work though. That's the point. I still have to date my wife every week. I still have to leave her appreciation notes. I still have to tell her and remind her how much I love her. It doesn't change. You know, to to create this business was extremely hard. Making that shift to go on my own, making this big jump to try to do my own thing, to, to leave all my clients behind, my entire paycheck, my, my security, in order to jump into this online thing. That was very, very hard, especially just like from a confidence and a mental standpoint. However, I did it. 
once I did it, the rest became a lot easier because maintaining what I've already created was easier than figuring out what the hell to create in the first place. Right now, don't get me wrong, it is still difficult to run a business because there's a lot of moving parts and I do more things and wear more hats now than I ever have in my life. But it is easier for me to do because I've built the confidence and I've created, I've stepped into the inferno, right? At the beginning, it was harder. So that was a, a longer intro than I, than I planned, but my point with that entire intro is one, to tell you some context of why this podcast came about. Um, and I, I shared a small thing on my story and somebody asked a question about my rules for life. And so I did a little story answer like, oh, these are my you know five rules for life. And uh, maybe I'll do a podcast on it. And I had a bunch of people DM me say, yes, 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 do a podcast on this. So I decided to do a podcast. I want to share with you guys the two people who really influence that. And that's the Wake Up Warrior guys, Gary J. White, and then Craig Ballantyne. Um, Jordan Peterson a little bit, but I heard of Jordan Peterson way after I kind of already created my own rules. Um, however, his, his are a little bit different and his, I think are universal. His are like how you should be or act or treat people in order to be a good human being. Uh, but that's not necessarily my rules for life. Yes. I want to be a good human being. Don't get me wrong. And I follow those rules, but these rules are my rules to tailor my lifestyle. And this is in the, it's, it's harder to start these things, but once you start, you just have to keep doing them and they will continually make you show up as a better individual, as a better version of yourself. So let's get into it. My first rule for life is to eat and move like an athlete. I should say like a pro athlete more than anything, because I think there's a lot of people who they forget about how important this is in order to optimize your body in order to get yourself to a place where you are moving well, you are confident, you are thinking sharp, you are productive, you are healthy, your digestion is good, you're not bloated, you're not lethargic, you're not tired. You have to eat and move in order to do that. You have to eat and move for that. You cannot go through life treating your body like a 96 Ford Pinto or even worse, 69 Ford Pinto. Treat it like a 2020 Ferrari. Testarossa or something. I don't know cars that well, but <laughs> I think it's a Ferrari Testarossa. So, and in, in for those of you who don't know who, what a 69 Pinto is, Google search right now, like pause the podcast or just do it while I'm talking. Google search 69 Pinto. I promise you will not be satisfied with what you see. <laughs> but my point is, is, you know, if you were driving a beater car, an old beater car, you're not going to care what kind of gas you put in. You're not going to care if you fill up at Chevron or 7-Eleven. You're not going to care if... Uh, you change the oil on time. You're not going to care if your car is clean. You're definitely not going to pay for a car wash, let alone waste your time cleaning it. Probably not going to vacuum the inside. Who's, who gives a shit, right? Like the list goes on. But if you had a Ferrari, you would only put premium gas at the from the nicest gas station that you know of. Probably the most expensive gas you could put in it because you just want to make sure that your car is running on all cylinders 100%, maxing out its potential. You're probably going to get it washed once a week when you wash it, you'll probably do it by hand and spend extra money to get that proper wax to make sure that that shit looks great. You're definitely going to vacuum, but you're not even going to let people eat and drink in your car, period. You might not even chew gum in your car because you, you want that shit to be mint as possible. Why don't you treat your body like that? Like, think about that. You might be treating your body like a Ford Pinto over a Ferrari, and maybe you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? Like the reason I listen to this podcast is because I am fit and I am healthy. Okay, cool. Use that example for your clients, first of all, if you're a coach. Second of all, maybe you're treating your body like a 2018 Volkswagen Passat. 
And you might be thinking, that's actually a pretty nice car. And it is. It is actually a really nice car. And they look good inside. They have a good body shape. They're new, gas efficient. Like, it's, it's a nice car. But it's not a Ferrari. It's not a Bentley. It's not a Porsche. Why aren't you treating yourself like the best car that is in existence? You have one body. You have literally one body. You crash a car, you get a new one. You have one body. You treat it bad, it is bad for life. And to me, if I'm not spending each day trying to improve my body in some way, shape, form, and that doesn't mean staying in a deficit. It doesn't mean trying to be shredded all the time. It means being fucking healthy. It means eating real food, eating like an adult. That's why I don't have cravings for ice cream and candy and shit. I have a craving. It's for a really good beer. And I'm going to have that beer. And every once in a while, I'll have a burger, you know? But I don't crave foods like that. And I don't get sidetracked by those things because I know what my purpose is. My purpose is to fuel my body like a Ferrari or a pro athlete, period. I want to move every day. I want to lift heavy weights. I want to sprint. I want to throw. I want to jump. I want to be able to do those things. I want to be able to go play basketball if somebody's like, hey, let's play some pickup ball. I know damn well I'm going to suck, but at least I can hang and move and play the whole game. Right? I jumped into BJJ. I want to be able to do that. I jumped into uh, boxing. I want to be able to do that. I jumped into Muay Thai. I want to be able to do that. I haven't snowboarded in a couple years, but I know I can get on the mountain. I can snowboard. I can go skateboard whenever I want. I, I play and pick up soccer, men's league soccer. I haven't in a while, especially with COVID, but it's been a year. But my point is, is I want to be able to be at the drop of a dime, do whatever the fuck I want as an athlete. And the only way to do that is to treat my body like the most expensive car and or a pro athlete. And a pro athlete recovers well, gets enough sleep. They eat the right foods. They eat real foods, right? I'm all about flexible dieting, and I, and I believe in flexible dieting. But flexible dieting literally means either A, you can sub out a banana for a pear if you like pears better than bananas. Or every once in a while, you have a dinner out. You have some food. You have whatever. For example, Saturday night last week was Shannon's birthday. I took her to this Italian restaurant. Um, I had the, the lamb, braised lamb. It's like the best thing in the world. And it was a very fatty meal, right? And we had some like meatballs before. I had a couple slices of this bread. We had some wine. That's flexible dieting. I adjust my plan in order to fit those kind of things in it. Is that following my athlete diet? No, it's not. That's flexible dining. Every once in a while you do that. But for the majority of my time, 90% of my life, I am going to fuel my body to be as optimal as possible because this is literally the only body I have. And if you look at it like it like a car, you can think like this is literally your vessel or your vehicle for life. This is the only one you're going to get. That to me is, is more than enough motivation to, to stick to a plan and to treat my body the right way. This is the only shot I have. I will never get a chance to do this again, period. That is my first rule, eat and move like an athlete. And honestly, I think that's probably my most important uh, rule of life because when I do that, my business is better. I'm more productive. I'm happier. I'm a more positive person. I'm more motivated. I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better friend, a better leader on the team. When I stay fit and I eat right, I am better all around, 100%. It's what creates the best version of myself. Next, rule number two. How many rules do I have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven rules for life. That's what the podcast will be called. Number two, 
wake up first. So this is something that I've been doing for fuck, years now. There was like this whole like 5 a.m. club thing. You guys probably heard of it. Um, the 5 a.m. club, I think, is kind of stupid. You know, it, if you want to wake up at 7 because it fits your schedule, you should wake up at 7. What I have set for myself as a rule, again, this is all tailored to the individuals. You don't even have to put when you wake up on there. For me, it's waking up before everybody else in the house. If I stay uh, on my bachelor party, going to Vegas, we're all sharing hotels and stuff, I'm going to be the first one up. I'm going to get up. I'm going to leave the room. I'm going to go get a coffee. I'm going to sit on a bench. I'm going to look out. I'm going to like kind of meditate with my eyes open. I'm going to go through some affirmation in my head. I'm going to might journal if I have it. Then I'm going to head back, read something. I'm going to wake up before everybody else and make sure that I am mentally sharp and on point before everybody else in the, the hotel wakes up. When I am at home, I always wake up before my daughter and my uh, wife, unless my wife makes me sleep in because sometimes she can look at me and be like, yo, you need sleep. You've been training hard, working hard. You're not, no alarm. And she'll like take my phone. And for that, I love her. But it doesn't happen very often, maybe once a month. Saturdays, Sundays, Monday through Friday, I wake up before everybody in the household. Why? Because I want to make sure that I get up and I put myself into power before they wake up. I want to make sure that I wake up and I make sure that I am productive. I am happy. I am positive. I am going to be the best version of myself. I've already journaled. I've already meditated. I've already gone on a walk. I've already done some stretching. Whatever it needs to be. Greens drink, coffee, tons of water. Fuel my body. Move my body. Fuel my mind. Work my mind. Do these things before everybody else wakes up because the only way that they're going to wake up and I'm going to be the man that they need me to be is if I do that, right? It's the same reason why I need to treat myself like an athlete because that's how I show up as that person. But if I sleep in, if I hit snooze, if I wake up after them, I'm not ready. I am not on fire like I need to be in order to be the version of myself that everybody in my life needs me to be. My clients, you, the listener, the follower, the reader, my family, my team, myself, everybody. I have to wake up first. And typically I like to have some kind of routine. And this is another one of those things that this has fallen off for me. You know, you do get complacent in this because you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm going through the motions. I got to do my morning routine. But the second you actually stop is the second you start slowly drifting into stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. And then you go, fuck, I haven't done my morning routine the way I need to do it. So take it seriously. For me, like when when I'm really in tune with my morning routine, that's waking up, drinking a green drink right away, a full shaker bottle. So it's like 12 to 16, actually, I think it's like 16 ounces of water with greens powder in it. So I get like nutrients and a ton of water right in me right away. Then I'm going to drink some coffee and then I'm going to read in journal. So I'm studying something, I'm journaling, and then I'm going to go on a walk and I'm going to move while listening to an audio book that is something along the lines of leadership, motivation, um, the power of why, like things like that, like mindset uh, specific audiobooks while I go on a walk. But now I've, I've fueled my body. I've moved my body. I've reflected. I've, I've put something on paper. I've, I've studied. I've learned. And, and typically, I will try to do some kind of appreciation, but I don't leave that to the morning routine because if I'm not leaving a note and I'm doing a different form of appreciation, then I'm going to do something else later in the day. But the point is, is I wake up before everybody in the house. That is my second rule for life. Wake up before the rest of the household, no matter where you are, who you're with, who's in the house. Wake up first so you can put yourself into power and become the person you need to become. Do the things that you need to do in order to show up before anybody else is awake. Number three, reflect and declare daily. This is kind of like the whole read in uh, journal process, essentially. Um, And... (laughs) I don't have reading on here or studying on here and and sometimes reflection is not that, but to me, reflect and declare is 
journaling about myself is reflection, right? Journaling about my day yesterday, journaling about what I'm grateful for, journaling some self-affirmations, speaking some things into existence. What will I do today, tomorrow, next year, in 10 years? It doesn't matter. What will I do? Who will I become? Who am I? as a self-affirmation, even if I don't fully believe I'm that person yet, I will write it as if I already am because you need to speak that into belief. Um, But essentially, that's reflection, right? Reflection is literally sitting down, taking out your journal and reflecting on yourself, your life, your day, your week, your relationships, your business, anything in your life. Reflect. Because if you do not reflect, you cannot see where the holes are and you can't patch them. You need to be able to constantly audit, constantly reflect because that's how you determine where the holes in your life are at and what needs to be patched and how you're going to patch it. And then declare. And I do these two things every day. Declare would be something I usually say discover and declare, but I didn't want to say reflect, discover, declare. But you know what? We're going to say that. Reflect, discover, declare. Reflection is journaling and uh, really auditing yourself. Um, you know, every once in a while you should audit your entire life, your surroundings, your environment, all that stuff. And then on a daily basis, you should just reflect and audit the day before and your current state of mind. Um, so first thing in the morning, reflecting on my state of mind is huge. Uh, one thing that stuck with me, uh, when I listened to a podcast with Rob Deerdeck on how he performs the way he does is he wakes up and ranks himself on a scale of one to five, like his motivation, his self-belief, his confidence, his purpose, like all those things. It's really, really cool. His energy. Um, so he's constantly auditing how he is showing up, how he's reacting, how he's responding, how he's, how energetic he is, how he's going to attack the day. Um, and that's reflection. And then discover and declare is simple. Discover is, is what are you learning today? I believe that, you know, knowledge is actually the only thing that will never die. Knowledge is forever. Like you, you, you once you really learn something, it never can be taken from you, no matter what. Right, unless you you go like live in Men in Black world and they do the little fucking mind eraser <laughs> trick to you, uh, and erase what you what you've known because you saw some aliens, but as we know, could be potentially real soon. No, I'm just playing. Um, but with discover, it, it's it's something that never leaves you. You you are gonna learn something. You're gonna take something again, and you, nobody's ever gonna be able to take that from you. And knowledge is also forever in the sense that you can never know enough. Like the brain's capacity is unlimited. There's so much more that we could learn or find out about ourselves, about the world, about our bodies, about spirituality, religion, about uh, geography, about animals. There, I mean, like literally anything, business, marketing, fitness, nutrition, relationships, communication, connection. There's so many things that you can learn and study. So every single day, what are you discovering? What are you taking in? What are you learning? What new knowledge are you acquiring? So discover is that one. Declare is, is, is determining what you're going to do with it. So if I learn today about a marketing tactic, what will I do within the next day to deploy that marketing tactic? Maybe I learn a new fitness program design trick. Uh, I read a new research study. I find out some new science, whatever it may be. What am I doing within the next day to implement that into a podcast, into an Instagram post, into a client's plan? into my own plan. How am I doing that, right? If I learn a new connection or communication skill, how am I implementing that with my wife, with my daughter, with my clients, with my team? If I learn new leadership, how am I implementing that with my family and my team and my clients, right? So all these things, like knowledge is great, but you have to use it too. That's why it says discover and declare. Discover is the, the acquiring of knowledge. But if you don't deploy that knowledge, it actually will be hard for you to retain that knowledge. 
So although education, knowledge, things that you can learn is truly forever, it's infinite, nobody can take it away from you, you won't retain it as well or know it as well if you do not use it in some way, shape, or form. So reflect, discover, and declare. Um, I wish there was a D word for reflect because that would sound way cooler. Um, But there's not. There's not. (laughs) I'm thinking really hard. There's not. If anybody has one, let me know. But otherwise, rule number three, reflect, discover, and declare every single day. Number four, do the right thing. This is pretty simple, and this is kind of in line with the 12 rules of life of just being a good human being. And it's really just making a choice, right? We all have choices in life. Uh, We always have a choice to say yes or no. We always have a choice to take action or wait. We always have a choice to do the right thing. And doing the right thing can be doing the right thing for somebody else when you're put into a tough or difficult predicament. Uh, It can be having a crucial conversation you need to have in order to get an outcome that is favorable for both of us. It could be making the right decision in business. It could be making the right decision in your diet or training. It, It could be doing so many different things. It could be the right thing for yourself, the right thing for others, the right thing for humanity. But being a good human being is always going to be the most valuable asset you can have. It's going to be the best decision you can make across the board no matter what. In every area of your life, it'll rub off. So you have to do the right thing constantly. And so for me, that's a rule of life. Every single day I have a decision. Every single day I will sit there and I get to decide which route will I take? Which decision will I make? What will I do? Am I going to make the right decision right now? Plain and simple. And we always have that choice. So rule number four is really, really simple for me. Do the right thing. And try to stop and think about that when this situation arises, when something happens, whether it is a world event, whether it is in your relationship, whether it is in your business, whether it is in your training or nutrition, whether it's just being in society. Ask yourself before you take action, is this the right thing to do? Is this what a good human being does? Does this deploy good values? Then make your decision. And I think you'd be surprised with how many more good decisions you make because a lot of people don't stop to create the awareness before taking action on things. That's why so many people live with regret. They do without thinking. They say without thinking. They don't have awareness. They just go, go, go. They're reactive. They're not responsive. And if you want to become responsive so you're not as reactive and you're more proactive, you need to stop and think about what the right thing is in almost every situation of your life. Number five, trust your gut, follow your heart. This is something my dad told me years ago, and I thought it was funny when he first told me. I was like, what are you trying to do, dad? It's like a motivational quote from a movie or something. Um, But it stuck with me. And and as I started doing things in life, I started realizing that it was more and more important to just trust my gut and follow my heart, period. You know, my heart was in fitness. I love fitness. I love training. I love nutrition. And my gut told me to go all in on that, even before I was well-educated or even in good shape. But my gut said, you need to go all in on this. And a lot of people doubted me. People didn't think I could do it. And honestly, I don't blame them because I didn't really have any proof as to why I could. I never started a business. I got horrible grades. I wasn't even in shape yet. But my gut told me I needed to do this. So I followed my heart and I trusted my gut. And now we are here. And I can sit back and laugh at that, right? But ever since then, I've done that every single time. I ask myself, what's the right thing to do? And what does my gut say? And I just do it. And I always follow my heart. And my heart tells me what my passions are. My heart tells me 
who the people I want to spend my time with are. My heart tells me everything I need to know. My heart directs me. My gut is what gives me the deciding factor. It's what makes me decide something. And the mind is really connected to the gut. So it's not surprising that there's like this gut feeling, right? Or you get butterflies in your stomach when you're nervous. The mind is connected to everything, but especially your gut. So number number five is really, really simple too. Trust your gut, follow your heart. And more than anything, you guys should all just be in a state where you can do that, where you can trust yourself, where you can consistently follow your passion, right? Whether your passion is in, in your job or, or whether you have to leave your job to follow your passion or whether it has nothing to do with your job and it's something else, you should follow your heart. You should always do what your gut says, what your heart says, because at the end of the day, that's what matters most. And it, it rarely will ever steer you wrong. Number six, know your whys first. So this is like, like to me, it's, it's knowing the why behind everything I do. So why am I recording this podcast right now? Why am I posting this on social media? Why am I doing this for my career? Why am I treating my family this way? Why am I going on this trip? Why am I speaking here? Why am I writing in my journal this way? Why are you doing things? Don't just do things because somebody told you to do it or you saw somebody else do it. I've made that mistake where I've tried to mimic other people's life, business, training, nutrition, everything. Because at a point in time, I was confused and I was lost and I couldn't find myself and I didn't know who I was. But once you determine who you are and you accept who you are as an individual, you can start to trust your gut, for one. For two, do the right thing, not to, not to use my other rules to apply to this one. And, and lastly, you can start to understand why you're doing things. You know, so, so for me, it's, it's always asking myself why before I take action, why before I travel, why before I do, why before I buy something, why before I start something, why before I create, why before I have a conversation, why am I doing this? Why am I spending my time? Time on earth is limited. It's the same reason why I train to eat like an athlete because my time in this body is limited. So if you are not sitting there and wondering why you are doing the things you are doing, I think you're going to fall short. I think you're not going to live up to your greatest potential, plain and simple. But if you stop to ask why, you stop to think, why am I doing this? Why is this going to happen? Why would I take action here? Why would I start this thing? I think you're going to learn more about yourself, but I think you're also going to learn more about success because you, you can kind of, like they always say, success leaves clues. I don't think you can see the clues that success leaves and, and have like a, a path to follow unless you are constantly asking why things are happening. If you're a client and you have a coach, ask them why they're adjusting. Ask them why they set their, your macros that way. Ask them why the training program looks the way. If you have a business coach and they tell you to do something, ask them why. They want you to do a marketing plan. They want you to do this challenge. They want you to do this type of content. They want you to do something. Ask them why. Why are they doing it? And then before you do it, ask yourself, why are you doing it? Does it align with your philosophy, your method, your core values, your code of ethics, your rules of life? And that's another thing, like in all areas of life, if you can ask yourself why, you are going to get the answer, whether you like it or not, of if it aligns with who you are and who you want to become. Because there's many times that people will influence you or judgment or doubt or things in your mind will influence you to believe that this is the right decision to make, I need to do this thing. But if you really, really stop and ask yourself why you are doing this, you will understand very quickly whether or not it's actually the right thing to do in order to get you to where you want to be. 
because it's a very, very easy thing to understand. If I want to be here in the future, this version of myself in the future, and I'm doing this right now, is it actually aligned with that goal? Or if I keep doing this, is it going to lead me somewhere else? Well, I'll never know unless I ask myself why the fuck I am doing it in the first place, period. So number seven for, or six for me is, is always going to be asking myself why. Why am I doing anything? Why am I communicating with somebody? Why am I in a circle with somebody? Why am I doing this in my business? Why am I doing this with my family? Why am I trying to do these rules? Why am I setting these rules for life? I'm setting these rules for life to be the greatest potential. Why do I want to be the greatest potential? Because I only have one life. Why do I only have one life? <laughs> you can keep going. Why, 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 why? Peel the onion, period. And the last one on my rules for life, number seven, is priority lists. My seventh rule for life is having a priority list. Everybody should have a list of priorities in their life, and you should never do anything ahead of something else on that priority list. For example, inside my business, I have a very, very specific priority list. I have a, a priority list of my team, my personal clients, my members, my content, and then everybody else's, right? And I would even say like above my content is going to be my, cl- my, my coach's clients because I'm helping them too. But if I work in this thing, I know that my team is always taken care of first. My personal clients are always taken care of second. My overall members base is going to be taken care of third. That's the Taylor trainer. That's the other coaches, members. That's everybody in our family, our TCM family. Then I'm going to focus on my content because my content is what produces results in our business. It's what teaches the people that really care and follow us. And then I will say yes and collaborate and do things with other people, right? So I've said this a million times. I say yes to every single person who asks me to do a podcast. I always do. No matter what. I don't care if it's your first episode or your hundredth episode or your thousandth episode. I'm going to say yes. Um, unless you really, really are a bad person or don't align with my vision at all, which that never happens. You know, nobody, nobody asked me to be on a podcast that is that way because usually people ask me to be on a podcast. They relate to me in some way, shape or form, but I will say yes to everybody. It might be three, four, five, six. I've even scheduled podcasts out eight weeks because we're too busy at, at certain periods of time, but I'll do it. I'll do it no matter what. But the reality is, is I need to put my priority list first and my content has to come before their content. My team has to come before their content. My clients have to come before that. My members have to come before that, right? So there's this priority list and I always have to ask myself, like, look at my schedule, look at my priority list. Is what this thing I need to do, want to do, help somebody with, whatever, is it cutting off the things on my priority list? If the answer is yes, I can't do it yet. It has to wait. If I get a new business idea, I'm an entrepreneur, so my mind is like always going with creative ideas. But I always have to ask myself, like, man, this is a great idea. But does this distract me from my priority list? Does this distract me from my overall vision? Does this change my calendar and my ability to focus on the things that are higher on my priority? And if the answer is yes, it does, then it has to wait. Maybe I got to delegate some other stuff so I have the time if I really want to do that. But either way, I'm going to push it to the side. And if I really want to do it, I will make it happen. But I have that priority list in place. My family comes before that priority list. So no matter what happens to business, if something's wrong with my family, I don't give a shit. That comes first no matter what. But you should have everything in your life. Even my training, my training in my own diet comes pretty damn high on that priority list. Honestly, it comes before business because I can't show up to be the leader to my team, to be the coach to my clients, to be the the business owner to everything that is involved, everyone that is involved in my business if I'm not training, living what I preach in dieting properly. 
Because if I don't do that, I'm not living to my first rule, which is eating and moving like an athlete, which is how I become the person I need to become to do the things I do and to lead the people I lead, period. So having a priority list is pretty important. And a lot of people, you know, especially in this industry, they're yes men or yes women. They say yes to everything. And, and I've been there. But there comes a time where maybe you don't say no. Maybe you still say yes quite often. Almost always. I do. But I say yes after this. Yes, I can in X weeks. Yes, once this is done. Because I have a priority list and I have to stay true to that because if I don't stay true to that, I don't respect myself, I don't respect my time, and I don't respect the people around me that really, really need me in their corner to lead. Plain and simple. So a quick review, guys. Rule number one, eat and move like an athlete. Rule number two, wake up first before anybody else in the household. Rule number three, reflect, discover, and declare every single day. Rule number four, do the right thing. Rule number five, trust your gut and follow your heart. Rule number six, know your whys first. And rule number seven, have a priority list that never, never, never gets replaced. You have to abide by that priority list. And this rules for life. These rules for life are high on my priority list. Your rules for life should be high on yours. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions whatsoever on morning routines, uh, rules for life, mindset, fitness, nutrition, business, really anything. Remember, there is a question box in the link, uh, or there's a link to a question box in the description of this podcast in the show notes. You can always click that. You can ask boom, boom, quote unquote, anything you want. Does not have to pertain to fitness and nutrition. We're always answering great questions across the board. So if you do have a question after listening to this, please click that link, fill out the question. We'll answer it on our next Q&A. Until then, I will talk to you guys next time. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering, and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.